This Wellness Couch podcast proudly brought to you by the Nourish Me Organics Gut Health Gurus podcast hosted by food scientist Kribben Govinda. If you're fascinated by all things gut health, the microbiome, fermented foods, mental health, mitochondrial health and more, then search for the Nourish Me Organics Gut Health Gurus podcast on your favorite podcast app and get listening. Welcome to the Go Vita podcast where your vitality is our passion. It's time to supercharge your health and wellness to take the next step on being the best version of you. Let's get underway. Hello and welcome to the Go Vita podcast, the show dedicated to bringing you the latest and greatest wellness advice so that you can enjoy the health and vitality that you deserve. Marcus Pierce here with you, CEO of the Wellness Couch Podcast Network, and the topic for discussion today is sleep, a topic that is relevant to every single human being on the planet, and unfortunately, most of us aren't sleeping all that well. I'm going to share some confronting stats with you shortly, but most importantly, as we like to do on the Go Vita podcast, there will be some easy-to-action solutions and improvements on offer today as we wake up to the importance of getting a good night's sleep. Did you see what I did there? To help open our eyes to the environmental and lifestyle habits that is ruining our sleep and to help identify what we can do to get a better night's sleep, we are going to shoot over to the beautiful Barossa Valley region to Tanunda, where we find Peter Balog, a naturopath of over 20 years experience and the owner of Govita Tanunda and Govita Fairview Green. Peter, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to have you on and it's a topic that requires a really uh, strong uh, conversation, this whole topic of sleep. Um, when I was doing my research for this episode, I found the Sleep Health Foundation um, in their own research found between a third and almost half of Australians, so up to 45%, have poor sleep patterns. That is uh, fatigue and irritability as the major consequences. Uh, they can cause, you know, poor sleep as we've all experienced can cause anything from uh, low productivity, it can impact our mental health, uh, we can create unsafe behaviors. What are you noticing in store at the coalface in many ways of human health when it comes to sleep and our lack of it? Definitely seeing more and more people coming in and, uh, with less sleep, uh, a lot of it associated with increased stress or increased life demands, um, so they're not keeping up with their lifestyle and, and therefore it affects their sleep. Uh, sleep uh, is varying from not be able to go to sleep to go to sleep waking up at one to three or and the mind's doing 100 miles an hour it's an interesting kind of and, and complex challenge as you say people coming in with all various uh, variations whether it's i can't fall asleep to well i can fall asleep okay but i'm waking up regularly um to just having circadian rhythms out of whack and you know going to bed too late and then not being able to get up you know when it's time to go to work um yeah. What do you think are the major reasons why people aren't getting a good night's sleep, no matter how that looks to them? What do you think are the major reasons for a poor night's sleep? Well, I think major reasons is, again, I think the major reason is stress. Now, stress could be stressful events or it simply could be just that constant on the go. You know, you're going to work, going to the shops, getting home, getting dinner ready, getting kids to bed, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, next would be more than likely diet uh, we see that a lot uh, where people are say for instance too many carbohydrates before they go to sleep so they're filling themselves up with sugar um, now can i just can i just pick you up on that because for num a number of people they might be wondering well what exactly is on the no-go zone so as a naturopath of 20 plus years when you talk about carbohydrates are you talking yeah. 
Are you talking bread? You're talking biscuits? You're talking, Ooh. you know, chips? And what do you um, what do you think of the no goes when it comes to carbs, uh, particularly pre bed? I think all of those. <laughs> yep. So so pasta, breads, definitely sugar, anything with sugar, but white, I suppose more um, refined carbohydrates. So white bread. Um, pastas and all that because the, the, the sugars get in the system too quickly and they hype us up and that's what we usually use carbohydrates for. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's normally that burst of energy, which is what we don't want at the end of the day. So you've mentioned stress. You mentioned yep. diet. What else do you think are the major reasons why people struggle to get a good night's sleep? Uh, I, I think uh, lack of exercise, and again, it can be from a stress-busy day. Exercise is great to get our oxygen in our bodies and, and, and you know wear us out, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, one of the big things at the moment is is a lot of people watching their videos, uh, your iPads, telephones, uh, Netflix at night. Yeah, on the in bed, and it's so that the blue screens and it's 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 that stimulates the back of our eyes too much, and that can affect our sleep. Uh, it's it's quite it's a lot of research written on. Um, what what the hell that affects our sleep, and I think that's and because that's on the increase. Mm. And I think interestingly, a lot of us have grown up with it being almost a part of the master bedroom to have a TV in the room. Um, sure. It's such an easy out for a lot of people. It's like, oh, I can't fall asleep. I'll just watch a bit of TV. But yeah. um, are you finding that that's not necessarily a um, an empowering and healthy go to for people that are looking to to not off? Uh, for, I suppose it depends on what they're watching, but again, it comes back to what what the screen does. Even though we, we can't see what's going on, there's a lot of background flickering and that at the back of our eyes sees, and that stimulates the nerves behind our eyes. It says, you know, "Get up and go." So it can be detrimental. What about alcohol? This is one that is always a tricky conversation. Um, you know, a lot of people, as we record this, where around that Easter period where a lot of people have either been fasting for a period of time or often in, in February after the summer holidays, there's a Feb fast and there's all types of movements around reducing alcohol. What have you noticed um, just professionally the impact of uh, alcohol uh, at night um, and probably more excess alcohol? I don't think there could be too many arguments against one glass of wine or something in, um, in, a, in a low quantity. But what are you finding in terms of excess alcohol and its impact on a poor, on, a, on on sleep? I don't find alcohol tends to, to, to relax us. So we then tend to go to sleep quite fine. It wakes us up two or three hours later because it's affecting a lot of chemicals in our brain, especially the dopamine, and, and, and it revs up your dopamine. So people can have uh, – they can wake up with anxiety from excess alcohol. So even if it's not – to the extent of anxiety, and it's just a slight anxious thing that they don't even feel, but it definitely wakes them up. Yeah, no, that's and a really good point. Yeah. Really good point. You mentioned stresses. I think it's it's probably important that we just touch on some of the specific elements of stress because I'd, I'd love to ask you if people were looking at a checklist of all of the elements that can contribute to a poor night's sleep, you know, how many people are ticking off. But when we look at stress, there's there's professional stress, so workplace, job stress. That can often lead to financial stress. Uh, a part of that could also be family stress, particularly if the work stress and or the financial stress is having an impact on the family dynamics. Uh, we've also got social or community stress. Would you have a, an inkling as to what elements um, of those stresses people are most um, subjected to uh, when when they're coming into a GoVita store? Uh, if you, if you, I suppose if you're going to, it, 
it can marry into a lot of them, I think, or, you know, just mix because work stress seems to be high on the list and, and, and even, yeah, I don't know about financial stress so much anymore because of di different reasons, but it's definitely there. I don't think it's the strongest one. But family stress, and I'm seeing people which you wouldn't think, you know, in the 80s or 90s plus coming in with family stress because they worry about their, their children and grandchildren and stuff like that. Yeah. And I find that being a huge shift in the years I've been, which I mostly didn't see that so much before. But I, I suppose it's got a lot to do with, you know, a lot of the younger generation now are not going to be able to afford to buy a house and, and, and you know, work is – a lot of work's now casual work and it's not full-time work. So there's no – the security's lost. Yes. Okay. So it does that, that. That family stress can be a financial stress for others, as you say. They're they're worried about financials of other generations. I suppose that that is an interesting one, particularly around worry um, yeah. and its impact on sleep. What about this? Is kind of just an interesting conversation yeah. around the differences between men and women. Um, what are your experiences in, in terms of how uh, women maybe uh, sleep compared? Compared to men, and particularly, you know, whether it's a difficulty in falling asleep or um, their patterns throughout the night, uh, what do you find the differences are with with men and women? It's a good question. Um, I think uh, women again. I, I still bring it back to stress because they're exhausted, and they. I think when you push past that, because it's that come home, do the dinner, do the dishes, put the kids to bed. So they don't, especially if they're working mums. And they don't get that switch off bit, and then yeah. let the body let the body, uh, uh, you know, stop and have a. Oh, thank God for a minute, you know, just to sit down. So they end up being exhausted, and and they're, and they're more irritated, and it starts feeding the fire like a, like a catch twenty two, just goes round and round. Yes. Uh, so it's that no switch off factor, which yes, which sure. rightly or wrongly, more I would say generally men find ways to achieve that. And it's it can be much more difficult for women. I often feel, I even just looking with my wife a lot of the time, I think, uh, wow, from, you know, sometimes when she wakes up in the morning to when she goes to bed at night, she has not switched off um, yeah. all day. And I even know just even in my work day, I can switch off um, somewhat uh, easily if I need to, whether it's just going for a walk and listening to some music or going for a swim or, or whatever it is. And so I think, and this is what the research is showing, is that is that women typically – uh, experience more difficulty falling asleep and also waking up too early, um, which is interesting. What about this? I just want to run this stat by you, and, and this just comes back to the screen time. 44% of adults are on the internet just before bed almost every night, and 59% of these, um, uh, whether whether they're late-night workers or people surfing the web or watching movies or playing video games, um, they report so so you got almost half of adults are on the internet or watching screens at night, and then sixty percent of those people say that they have two sleep problems or more. Um, I suppose the question is, you know, what, what what how is this going to change? Because if that's creating less productivity, um, they, you could argue pretty convincingly that they're going to be less safe uh, to everyone around them the next day. They may be less pleasant to work with. They may be less pleasant to be around in the family dynamic. Um, their accident risk uh, will go up. Uh, their their professional and personal performance will go down. Not to mention physical impacts as well. What what do you think are the um, and we'll get into the solutions. You know, and we'll talk about some key natural ingredients that we can look at as well in this episode. But what do you think is the future for people that are going to improve their sleep? Because there are a lot of consequences in there. Good question. There sure is. Um, 
I think it's because it's maybe now a cultural way that that that, that we think we can wind down, but but it's it's nearly the opposite, and especially gamers, you know, people are playing games that are in some of those games are quite adrenaline driven. So let alone the the blue screen time, you know, they're, they're cranking up that that fight or flight response, yes, and uh, that's going to make them go, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. And you're trying to go to sleep. <laughs> not going to happen very easily. Not going to happen. You know, next thing it's three or four in the morning, and they're still doing these things. Yeah. So then they're throwing out a thing you mentioned before called the circadian rhythms, and that rhythm is it says you know, go to sleep, wake up, go to sleep, wake up. And so now the circadian rhythm says go to sleep at four a.m. etc. So that all gets thrown out. So there is a, a definite long-term effect. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's get into some of the, I suppose, key ingredients and key solutions for people uh, that they can really take home um, and apply because I think, again, based on the stats, a number of people listening to this podcast, at least one in two, um, are going to be able to associate with what we're talking about here. Um, and if it's not if it's not you personally, listener, you will know someone probably in your family that struggles with sleep. So let's get into the, again, as we like to do on the Go Vita podcast, let's get into the food side of things and some of the natural ingredients that are really important for a good night's sleep. What are the key ingredients that you think we need to be looking out for, Peter, in order to be, that we must have in either our, our diet or our supplements that we really want to be making sure help us get a good night's sleep? I think one of the key ingredients we could start with is maybe um, tryptophan, and tryptophan mostly comes from protein. And I think you'll, you'll not, the old warm glass of milk before bed tend to have a fair amount of tryptophan in it. So that's maybe how that worked. So making sure there's a, a submiss- um, correct amount, or not a correct amount, a, a certain amount of protein that will convert to tryptophan because tryptophan then converts to products like serotonin and melatonin and those two products are what help us sleep and stay asleep nice and that's as simple as a meat and three veg for dinner is it not or some some type of protein source for dinner certainly yeah it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that does it no no that's good all right tryptophan i'm writing this down peter what else have you got (laughs) on your list there this is good Uh, in foods or uh just in general whatever whatever ingredients be them be them whole foods or um or actual nutrients that 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 we need. I mean, even I mean, even when you're when you're telling me this, I'm like, okay, like, because I'm going, all right. So it's not pasta at night is not a great idea. Exactly. Uh, there's not going to be a whole lot of tryptophan being released in the body, which will yeah. then create the serotonin and the melatonin um, for a good night's sleep. So, yeah. if anyone's listening and they love a bowl of pasta at night, maybe make that your midday lunch rather than your evening meal. For sure. One of the other foods we could look at so we, before we sort of look at herbs and stuff like that is maybe um, foods that contain vitamin B6 because, again, B6 helps in the formation of melatonin and melatonin is what uh, makes us go to sleep, stay asleep. So things like bananas, even though bananas are a little bit high in sugar, so you've got to, you don't want to overdo that, but nuts and seeds, some eggs and chickpeas, cottage cheese tend to be high in, in vitamin B6. So that could be something that you're adding to your, your nightly regime of food. This is good. So if you're sipping on a chamomile tea at night, um, yep. you could have a, a banana or you could have some nuts and seeds yep. um, with it, you know, sprinkle a little bit of dried fruit maybe just as a nice little dessert. Don't, don't want too much sugar, as you say. But yep. um, some very easy to apply um, whole food solutions. I've got to ask you, you've already mentioned um, 
tryptophan and vitamin B6, but you also mentioned the their ability to produce melatonin. So yeah. that's something that's come up twice. Would you be kind enough to share uh, with all of your knowledge a bit more about mm-hmm. melatonin and how that works for a good night's sleep? What melatonin? We have a, a rhythm in our body called a circadian rhythm, and what it does, it, when we're awake, it, it seduces melatonin and produces cortisol. And when we're meant to go to sleep, it goes the opposite. We reduce cortisol and a melatonin level comes up. And what the melatonin does is it just says to the body, now it's time to rest, it's time to sleep. That's keeping it quite simple. Nice. And, and if your cortisol levels are too high, so this is the stress factor, it, it'll shunt melatonin away and that's why we can't go to sleep. So it, it, I, I think one of our um, important regime is to, you know, maybe meditate, maybe have relaxation techniques because it's important to keep those cortisol levels down. Well, it also reminds the body to start turning down the cortisol and increasing yeah. the melatonin. That, that would yeah. be the benefit, would it not? Yeah, for sure. If that's exactly what we wanted them to do. Yeah, My observation and something I often wonder is um, I do a lot of work in the aging well and longevity field, Peter, and I go on this trip to Ikaria every year, this Greek island, and one of their nightly routines is really they come home from work, they have dinner, meat and three veg, they have a glass of wine, they just sit around and chat. Yeah. Now, it's, it's, it, it seems like a great way to just calm the body down. They're not, they're not watching Games of Thrones and gaming, yeah. playing Fortnite and guns yeah. and blood and guts and all the rest of it. Their, their, their natural rhythm of the day is to have a relaxing end. They often are sitting outside because it's nice and warm. You know, the sun comes down, which I think is another uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's another key element in switching that body from, let's say, uh, cortisol producing to melatonin producing. Um, and none of it costs money, if you know what I mean. It's all just a, it's a habit um, and, and, a, and a lifestyle. Um, what about supplemental melatonin? Because I also would be curious to know that if um, people have been, say, struggling um, to fall asleep, that maybe with those other factors that we spoke about at the beginning of the episode – that their body is actually struggling to switch off the cortisol and and create the necessary melatonin to calm the body down. For sure. So one of the major remedies is a, a remedy called sour, sour cherry. And what sour cherry does is a couple of things. It, it increases the melatonin levels within us. And then again, melatonin regulates the sleep and, and also makes it easier to go to sleep. But the other thing that the sour cherry does, it, it decreases the breakdown, uh, and I mentioned tryptophan before, it decreases the breakdown of tryptophan, so therefore you have more melatonin production, so therefore a, a, a better night's sleep. So, gotcha. it, so you know, the sleep pattern, the, the, um, we'll talk about sleep patterns quickly. The, the, the sleep yep. patterns, we, we tend to go into a light sleep, deep sleep, light sleep, deep sleep, in, in, in different cycles through the night. And... What the, I, the melatonin will do is, is make the deep sleeps deeper. So, therefore, the light sleeps are also a little bit deeper. So, that's why you stay to sleep most of the night. Yes, okay, gotcha. So, um, tell us more about sour cherry because this is an interesting – I mean, again, there are so many um, – uh, herbs and, and nutrients that we hear of these days that have got certain properties, but I'm not too familiar with sour cherry. I know that as you, what you've been saying is that it can, it obviously contains uh, melatonin or it, or it helps the production of melatonin. Is it yeah. something that's been around for many years or is it only something that we're beginning to learn more of um, today? I think, 
we're learning more of it today because it's not one of the classical remedies that you would see in most sleep formers where most sleep formers you might see hops and passion fruit and uh, they're classic relaxants. Passion, passion flower or passion fruit? Passion, passion oh, flower. Passion flower. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> You're getting me hungry thinking of passion fruit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. So it's, it's, it's fairly new on our uh, knowledge in, in the Western world, but it's been around for a long time. And, and it, the knowledge of it in some of the uh, European countries and stuff has been around for many years, hundred, hundreds of years. Most yeah, probably. and that's the beautiful so, thing I think about particularly um, – Herbs as well is is they've all been around for many many years, haven't they? But we're just beginning to learn more and more about how some um, are really powerful for certain um, health challenges or at certain times of the year when we ser- when we, we might be experiencing certain things. And so it's always really nice to know that there are um, completely natural products um, yeah. or yeah, um, as you said, just herbs that have been around for years that we're now yeah. beginning to. To learn more about, so you mentioned hops and passion flowers being yep. the more um, they've regularly been a part of sleep formulations, and now passion, uh, so now uh, sour cherry is yep. one to look out for. What are your views on the on the future of, I suppose, good sleep and and what to um, what to really look out for to get a good night's sleep from a nutritional perspective, but a lifestyle? Will the focus continue to be on melatonin? Oh, it must probably because it has a lot to do with it, but it can be, so um, what's an example? I mean, back to the too much light from the uh, screens and stuff, that actually decreases melatonin. So you can see how it becomes a key factor. Yes. Uh, melatonin is thrown out with people who have uh, shift work, and we're in the Bross Valley, a lot of wineries, a lot of shift workers, especially this time of year. Uh, and, and so that will throw... Because they're, their eyes, because it's all to do with, you mentioned sunset before, sunsets when we're going from light to dark, and that light to darkness through our eyes triggers the production of melatonin. So just by having shift work and getting that whole cycle thrown out, yes, we'll, we'll knock it down. So look, it can be. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, unless something else comes up. If it's, if it's, if it's not melatonin, I would think it would be more uh, a stress formula. And I think uh, even as you say, it, 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 when you're talking about the, the shift workers, it took me back to we took the kids, um, well, the whole family went to Europe last year and I remember my wife Sarah took some uh, melatonin um, supplements um, to help with the, particularly with the kids' sleep, but even for Sarah and I, just with the change up in the time zones. Um sure. And that's really what a lot of shift workers are going through, you yeah. know, every day, isn't it? It's like they're in Europe one day and Australia the next based on uh, what shift they might be working. And I know that, uh, you know, we were absolutely thrilled to see how well the kids and, and ourselves particularly, but particularly the kids because that's what our intent was, to make sure the kids got a, got a good night's sleep um, in the different time zones as well. And so, yeah, for all the shift workers listening or if you know shift workers in your life, uh, please introduce them to the power of melatonin um pete it's been great learning so much um on sleep i mean there's so much more to talk about that we could definitely um uh, do for another day but is there anything else you'd like to mention either on melatonin or anything that i haven't asked you on this episode that you think is really important for the go vita podcast listeners to know before we wrap it up uh, i think it, it, it look for combinations so you know something that's got sour cherry you know and things like hops which are, you know hops will just settle you down a little bit and Passion flower, they definitely settle your, you know, your nervous system down and calm you down. So 
to get it all together as a synergistic type remedy, you'll get a better result. That's great. So you look for um, hops, passion flower, and melatonin, that combination. Um, yeah. We wish everyone with a good night's sleep after listening to this uh, episode of the Go Vita podcast. Peter Bellog, you're a wealth of information and really appreciate you joining us on this edition of the Go Vita podcast. Thank you. Make sure, folks, if you're in uh, Adelaide, make sure you go to Go Vita Tanunda or Go Vita Fairview Green. And if you are somewhere in Australia, make sure you go to any one of the 150-plus Go Vita stores around the country. Obviously, when it comes to sleep, you want to get advice that is personal to you. So go and speak to one of the in-store professionals to see what products they have available and can recommend to you so that you get a good night's sleep. We really thank you for joining us on this edition of the podcast. Make sure you share with your friends and your family how to listen to podcasts if you're listening to this you'll open up a whole new world to your friends and family when you show them how to listen to a podcast i guarantee you it is a game changer really thank you for your support of the podcast if you really want to give it a five star rating a five star rating that would be wonderful you do that in the itunes store find out all uh look at all of the archives of the go vita podcast over at govita.com.au and of course over at the wellnesscouch.com and until next time continue to support your local go vita store where your vitality is our passion bye for now This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.